0: I'm calling it Dad Astra.
1: (laughs) Daddy
0: issues abound this week in a sci-fi epic, or as I like to call it, the most beautiful shitty action movie I've, (laughs) I've ever seen. Hello and welcome to Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC, with me as always is the co-host that carries the show, Lady Wan, say hi to everybody. Hello. And with us, he's now a returning guest. Yeah. Dave from Piecing It Together, a fantastic podcast. Say hi to everybody. Hey everybody. Yeah. And tell us about Piecing It Together real quick if you could.
2: Sure, yeah. Piecing It Together, we take a look at a movie through the lens of what other movies may have inspired it. And we've recently had both of you on on separate episodes. and Yeah. Uh, always Look enjoy up. Find talking us. with you guys. Uh, also, okay, and uh, you've done an
0: episode on this film uh, right. for your own podcast. So make sure that you listen to his, listen to ours, get your double dose, get your ad ad Astra. That's right. <laughs> this week, <laughs> this week we are going to be fixing... Quote unquote visionary director (laughs) James Gray's Brad Pitt starring Daddy Issues in Space Mm -hmm. Tommy Lee Bones. He's so old. (laughs) Ad Astra.
1: What are you thinking about? I do what I do because of my dad. He was a hero. He gave his life for the pursuit of knowledge. Control,
0: you getting that over?
1: Major, we have some highly classified information. What can you tell us about the Lima Project?
0: Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission.
1: And the commander was? He was my father, sir. This might come as, quite a shock to you. Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could threaten our entire solar system.
2: All life would be destroyed.
1: Please begin your psychological evaluation. As best you can. Please describe your current mental and emotional state.
2: I'm feeling good. Ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. I remain fully committed to the lawful completion of the mission. If necessary, I will
0: destroy the project in its entirety. The Earth puts hopes in him. And now, it's fate. It's on me. We have a job to do. Are you ready? ready. Okay, Ad Astra, as I said, was directed by James Gray. They really pushed James Gray as a director of this one. I don't know why. I When they said James Gray, I had to be like, who the fuck? What did he direct? I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to look him up. But apparently he's a big deal. Uh, he directed The Immigrant. Lost City of Z, Two Lovers. Uh, we on the night. This film stars uh, Brad Pitt as Roy uh, and Tommy Lee Jones as Clifford McBride. Actually, H. Clifford McBride. Ruth Nega as Helen Lantos. Donald Sutherland as Thomas Pruitt. And a bunch of people that you've never heard of other than the random cameo from <laughs> Natasha Leone. A little bit jarring. Suddenly there's this like Brooklyn-sounding... <laughs>
1: Oh, it's like a babushka.
0: Person who enters people into the Mars base.
1: Still all of the eyeliner.
0: I actually read the story behind that one. Um, The director, James Gray, had met her a few times and liked her. He actually begged her to do that, that part. Apparently, he also used to live next to her or in the same complex of her or something and he said that that living next to her was like this burst of like energy daily and he liked that energy about her and wanted her to like give that burst of life uh during that scene how'd you feel about the really random natasha leone cameo
2: david i didn't mind it so much it's very strange especially because it's literally maybe three seconds long, <laughs> and then it's completely <laughs> yeah. over, Yeah, you know? Um, it, it's very, very weird, but I didn't mind it so much. I, I thought it was I, – I guess it was playing off her as a known personality, which is very weird for a movie that's set so far in the future, like you were saying, like a Brooklyn, yeah. you know, now person yeah. – <laughs> Yes. Uh, that just—I mean—where where do you pick up those traits at that point? Why aren't Why isn't everybody just like you know, like Brad Pitt? Or
0: I half expected her just like pull out like a, a, a cigarette and be like, <laughs> "Excuse yeah. me, hurry up! I'm going on my cigarette break and just walk, just start lighting it up as she's walking out." Or like <laughs> this. <laughs> so this movie, when it was coming out, uh, do you remember how it was like this mystery movie that was on the schedule, and I, I had to look at the release schedule and be like what is Ad Astra? And I had to look it up and I'm like, this is a Brad Pitt sci-fi movie coming out in the summer. And I hadn't seen a trailer for it. I hadn't mm-hmm. heard anything about it. It was like this mystery just sitting there.
1: It seemed like money laundering. Like <laughs> yeah. like it was a front for something. Yes. And then
2: it got delayed like twice, I think. Two or maybe yeah, three times. Yeah, then it was
0: delayed by a bunch of stuff. James Gray actually says that it was delayed... Because of the Disney Fox merger is what mm. he said he says that he, sure James right Gray. yeah he, he said whatever, man, yeah. he said that Fox is going to release it on Memorial Day weekend, but then when Disney bought Fox, they had Aladdin coming out that weekend, so they were like well I'm not, I don't want these two movies to compete against each other."
1: Oh, yeah, they're totally competing for exactly <laughs> they're not they're nothing <laughs> like each
0: other, so <laughs> I think
2: more likely is they wanted to move it away from once upon a time in Hollywood, so that there would be too, too much brat. Bra- wait, is there a such thing back. as as too much brat? there's not absolutely,
1: absolutely not. not
2: but you got to spread your brat around a little bit. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that movie just was very strange, and then it—I actually thought it was going to be a disaster. I thought it was going to be horrible because of all the moving around. You know, you start to get that that feeling when a movie doesn't have a, even a, a trailer for a long time. So I was pleasantly surprised. It's not, you know, it's not terrible, but I like uh, sci-fi stuff. I like all sci-fi stuff. I like old sci-fi stuff, black and white sci-fi stuff. I like every. I want all the sci-fi. I want all of the. The aliens and space and weirdness and warping and black holes and probing. So...
1: <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> 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 hey,
0: I'll get it any way I can. So I like sci-fi, but uh, I want to know science fiction. Are you a big science fiction person, uh, sci-fi epic person, uh, Lady Wan?
1: I've never considered defining myself that way. I, I don't know.
0: Do you en- do, do you enjoy <laughs> the fiction involving science?
1: I think that I do, but this movie pointed out to me that I haven't seen enough space movies. Really? I'm behind on my astronaut fiction.
2: <laughs> astronaut fiction. <laughs> I
1: am. I need like an interstellar gravity double feature one night. Oh, yeah. I need to knock I them mean, out. You,
0: you definitely need gravity. It's got the same level of just like throwing actual science to the wind.
1: <laughs> Does that mean
2: that you haven't seen interstellar or gravity? No. Wow, those are those are are pretty big. uh, I'm behind. Those are pretty big movies to skip over. But yeah, I I definitely think Gravity (laughs) is the better of the two. But uh, you're gonna enjoy it. And
0: how about you? Are you a science? Are you a sci-fi fiction person, Dave?
2: I like fiction. Um, But, you know, sci-fi fiction, I don't know I like them I, I'm not, like, a super huge fan of any of that kind of stuff Uh, But I, I generally like a lot of movies in general And certainly some of them fall into that category
0: When you went to see this movie What was your movie-going experience, Lady Wan?
1: Okay So I'm not not still mad about this, obviously You can tell by my tone I'm no longer mad Oh, what? I booked what? the first ticket in this theater Cool. To see this in IMAX is giant. I booked <laughs> the very first ticket, and I roll in there Thursday night, and some dude is sitting one seat away from me. One seat.
0: Well, you, you, are... you, you must have picked the cream of the crop
1: seat. I picked row M, but he could have been in any other row. We were the only two people in the entire row, and he's sitting one seat away from me.
0: Maybe he saw that there was only one person sitting in that row. I thought he'd be a nice person and be like, you know what, bro? You don't got to sit alone. And then he, he thought he was going to have like a nerd science bro to talk to. <laughs> and then there was you. I and mean, said it was me. And you made him in all. In my
1: pajamas. <laughs> and you
0: made him all nervous. And he had a terrible time. This is your fault.
1: Oh, okay. Well, uh, apologies to that random older gentleman. Sorry I ruined your Thursday.
0: <laughs> uh, David, how was your experience seeing this one?
2: It was all right uh iMac screening you know right when it opens and uh i was pretty psyched and it was uh it was good good popcorn
0: uh at my theater there was no IMAX showing um <laughs> it was <laughs> so i was like okay so i saw it in a regular screen snuck in a, a beer a very strong beer because that's a value buy when you're in the theater mm. i actually hate admitting this theaters need me to spend my money in there no, I don't. I pay $20 yeah. a month to, to, to AMC, and I don't even see yeah. the amount of movies. It's terrible. You know They're ripping me off. I'm going to sneak in a beer, damn it. I put it underneath my testicles, and it was very funny because <laughs> oh I went with a friend of mine. He tried to do the same thing, but I don't know what kind of underwear he was wearing because the can, <laughs> we were walking through the lobby, and the can had worked its way down to his knee, no! and you could, you could completely see the can <laughs> just sitting in his knee. And he was trying his, his hardest, like not. he was shifting every time uh, somebody would walk by. But I'm like, oh, my God, man, you look either hung or like you're sneaking <laughs> yeah. in here. Yeah, so.
1: Wait, I have I have a story to tell. This is my first week having a list where I maxed out my three movies in the one week.
0: Whoa. Mm, nice. I, so
1: this week I saw Rambo Last Blood, Ad Astra and the Downton Abbey movie. Whoa. And I think the only people who saw those three movies in this given week also have movie podcasts. <laughs> Like yes. But no way. down Navi, I brought in two beers, some prosciutto paninos, like the prosciutto wrapped around the cheese. <laughs> yes. And nice. then um a gluten free vanilla frosted cake. <laughs> like I had a whole spread. Once I got in there, I laid it all out. Beautiful. I was like, what? This is a TV show. Like, let me eat what I would eat if I was on my couch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if a movie is an offshoot of a TV show. All all the rules are off. Like you can act yeah. just like I it's think that's TV. Fair. Right. Yeah. Great.
1: I had all my snacks. It was fine.
0: <laughs> you were just scratching whatever you wanted to scratch <laughs> get, asking them to pause it. <laughs> so uh I saw so obviously I had had my, my beer and stuff. I went there, I sat down, it was good. But about halfway through the movie, you know, there's all of obviously this movie's like a crazy action movie, like in, in any other person's hands. I kept on imagining like Michael Bay directing this and it would be a completely different movie, like Roland Emmerich or something. But it it was, it was that, it it was, (laughs) it was that level of sci-fi action camp almost, but it was done in such an artistic way that covered up all those dirty little bad action movie stains and like bad science. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, anyway, I kind of like digress there for a minute. So I'm watching this. So there's all this action stuff going on, especially in the beginning. And, once it got really, really quiet, like they got to Mars, this happened. So it gets quieter a second and I hear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: this guy slept the entire second half of the movie <laughs> and did that little really peaceful snore throughout the rest Aww. of the movie. So every time it got quiet, like <laughs> if people in my row would start looking at each other and we'd hear it. And we'd all just start <laughs> laughing We'd start giggling and looking at Like strangers that I don't even know Were looking at each other and giggling at the At the Ad Astra snorer
2: I'm just glad that guy is still supporting movie theaters Yeah
1: yeah. Is,
2: you know, <laughs> That's a positive
0: Sometimes a nap is worth $12 mm-hmm. Yeah man So your guys' theaters didn't seem like they were too They were too packed Somebody was sleeping in mine I, I, I need to know About the, the world at large the everyday crowds. <laughs> Lady One, what are the fresh hot stats?
1: So this movie opened at number two its first weekend. Mm. Sandwiched between the rest of the movies I saw that week, Rambo <laughs> Last Blood and Downton Abbey, which came in number one for the weekend. Wow.
0: <laughs> and then Ram- I didn't, didn't Rambo just, just barely get left? Just under. Yeah. They
1: basically both made $19 million yeah. at Astra and mm. Rambo Last Blood. I don't know exactly how much money this movie costs to make, but from looking at it, I'm going to say like at least a shit ton. <laughs> so, I think this is a bomb.
0: Oh no. It only
1: made 19 million its first weekend. That's terrible.
2: Yeah, and it had reshoots and it was delayed and uh Oof. You know, one thing, you know, I should mention back to the whole thing about our theatrical experience and it ties into this too. Something I found really funny uh seeing it in IMAX was they were giving out little buttons that say like Ad Astra Space Force or whatever. like, yeah. like right. I saw you posted that on Twitter. But there was no Ad yeah, Astra w-
0: Space Force.
2: Yeah, first of all, no. that's not even like a thing, <laughs> first of all. But, but second of all, this is like a heady, like it's not like, uh, you know, a blockbuster action movie. No. It's like, like a, a heady, like basically like an indie movie with a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. Like it's the weirdest thing to have little like toy tie-ins with. It's so strange. Thing is, it is a shitty
0: Big, big budget action movie, but it's filmed like an
2: indie movie. I don't think that's what he set out to do, but (laughs) in some ways it does seem to resemble that. Uh,
0: All right, Lady One. Uh, How about the uh, tomatoes? Did people like it uh, as much as David?
1: (laughs) So this movie is certified fresh at 83% from critics.
0: Oh.
1: However, oh, no. the audience score is at 42%. <laughs> Half. So <laughs> pretty much everyone went in to see it and was like, what? 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 No.
2: I think they advertise this thing as like a big a big movie that, you know, fan like, sci-fi fans are gonna go in and love and i don't think most audiences are gonna be into this kind of what it ended up
0: i thought it was gonna be more of some kind of heady sci-fi epic i thought i was gonna leave this movie with like epic feels like (gasps) some kind of grandiose like wow space is amazing and the human experience is amazing like i thought i was gonna leave with that and instead i had like a, a daddy issues downer indie movie all right so that's our feelings on it um <laughs> before we start fixing i gotta really quickly tell you the plot summary so here we go we're gonna go with the plot summary uh short quick and dirty from where from movie pooper <laughs> where <laughs> they wipe away the excess i'm still waiting for my money kickback for that catchphrase <laughs> In the near future, massive power surges start having devastating consequences around Earth. Astronaut Roy McBride is informed that his father, renowned astronaut H. Clifford McBride, may still be alive after previously heading out into space for the Lima Project, which was meant to detect other intelligent life. Roy is tasked with finding Clifford after the Lima base was detected on Neptune. Roy joins a crew to a base on Mars that he may send messages to Neptune in an attempt to communicate with Clifford. He is taken off the mission when he tries to appeal to Clifford emotionally. The base's director, Helen Lantos, shows Roy a video that reveals Clifford went mad on the base and killed his crew after they mutinied and tried to go back to Earth. Roy gets on the ship leading to Neptune, and the crew gets killed as they try to detain him. They get murdered, pretty much roy ma- <laughs> roy real quick yeah. uh, <laughs> some of them do yeah uh roy makes it to neptune and finds the lima base which he plans to destroy with a nuclear payload he finds clifford who still hasn't given up hope that the project could be a success as they try to head back clifford instead chooses death by drifting away from roy <gasps> into space roy carries on and destroys the lima base which helps him get back home roy concludes that humans are the only intelligent life and it inspires him to stay connected To those closest to him, including his wife, Eve, Liv Tyler.
1: Poor Liv Tyler has had so many relationships ruined by space. (laughs) She can't catch a break.
0: All right. So before we just start fixing, a lot of people work on a movie, especially a big sci-fi one like this. What is something that you liked about this movie, Lady Wonka?
1: I thought Tommy Lee Jones was excellent in his scenes at the end. He was like callous and cold, but it was believable. It didn't seem super cheesy. And his like physical mannerisms just seemed really, really perfect for somebody who's been in isolation for so long. Like he really, really impressed me.
0: Yeah. His, he really kind of looked like he had kind of some like, like dementia. Or Mm -hmm. something like that. I think he pulled that off really, really well. All right. uh, What is something that you liked about this movie, Dave?
2: Well, I should say right up front, I actually liked it a lot more than I think either of you overall. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to just, I'm going to focus mainly on Brad Pitt's performance. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just think he's fantastic. And this is... What you know? It's been a great year for Brad Pitt performances. Uh, you know, two just really, really incredible scene stealing. I mean, well, I mean, he carries this entire movie, which yeah. he doesn't really get to do very often. And given an opportunity like this to carry a movie like this, I, I think he he just absolutely nailed it. Uh, yeah,
0: will he, awesome. he be nominated for supporting and best actor?
1: Yes, totally. C- could happen. You know. JC, what did you like about Ad Astra?
0: I really enjoyed how it was showing when they got to the the moon, how, you know, human beings had, had made it commercial. I thought that was great. And then there were like crazy pirates that would attack you when you got outside of there. I thought all that stuff was so fascinating and great. And there's that fantastic action uh scene that takes place between the rovers, and I was like, "Man, I am getting set up for something badass here. This is going to be great." And then no other scene quite matched that, the rest of the movie. But I want to say that I went in not expecting as much action as I got, but I, but all the action I did watch was pretty uh, engaging. Without further ado, what do you say we fix this movie? What do you say, guys? Let's do it.
1: Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Let's, Let's go to space.
0: It. Lady One, why don't you lay on us your first fix?
1: My first fix is to just get rid of Donald Sutherland. Why? He's a treasure. There's no way the United States military is sending an 84-year-old dude into space. <laughs> like, just no. Even on a commercial flight, no. He doesn't do anything.
0: No. He's like... He
1: he just hangs around. And his reveal to Brad Pitt is just something that Brad Pitt has been thinking the entire time anyway.
0: Yeah, because he's monologuing the entire time. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I know he's thinking it. <laughs> like because... a
0: bad Terrence Malick movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> His voiceover told me he's thinking it. Exactly. So I don't want him to watch a little clip snuck to him by Donald Sutherland confirming the thing he thought. I actually think it would be more dramatic if we don't get confirmation that this theory is like holds water. I want him to stay on an island with his suspicions about like what the military is doing and how they're using him. It's actually better if you isolate Brad Pitt and don't give him any ally on the way to this mission and nobody else to confirm that his weird thoughts are correct. Leave him alone and have it be so that everyone else is pushing him in one direction and he's got his own suspicions. But having Don Sutherland confirm that what he thinks is what's going on Just undermines it. Also, he like croaks as soon as they get to the moon, anyway.
0: David of Piecing It Together podcast at Piecing Pod. What's your first fix?
2: So my first fix is something I felt this movie was missing. This is a a space movie in the grand tradition of space movies, but the thing that it doesn't have that all the rest of them have are trippy space scenes. There's not really any just like trippy visual when they're hitting the hyperdrive or whatever. And you see all the colors and swirls and all that kind of stuff, especially with a movie that was pretty heavily advertised as see it in IMAX. Yeah. Um, I expected some cooler visuals. We certainly get some, you know, some great shots in there, some great outer space shots. And, you know, you see like the rings of Saturn or whatever and stuff like that. But Uh, I would have liked more trippy, weird visuals, especially once we get further and further away. And especially Mm -hmm. during his uh, moment of kind of losing his mind from the isolation for a little bit. I mean, that would have been a perfect place to start fitting some stuff like that in. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome, or or when they were taking their like feel good mood pills.
1: Oh yeah, that goes yeah. nowhere. Awesome. He
0: was seeing like he was seeing like some trails, and he like looked out the window, and he was seeing like some crazy shit. Like they make you like basically trip happy on the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, to keep you, keep you occupied, I guess. You
0: know, the visuals were great, but you're right, like that like that grand IMAX worthy visual, even at the end when he superhero movie takes a piece of metal and flies through the rings and is using it to block all the little space rocks like that that could have been shot in a more grand way as well but you know the movie was was really beautiful but i i agree with you that it might not have had enough like imax-ish moments you know
2: yeah i wanted i wanted trippy you know i want trippy yeah
1: give me some space madness
0: give me some event horizon man
1: or like that one episode of Ren and Stimpy.
0: Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> That's specifically yeah. what I want.
0: <laughs> the one where they go to space and find the mountain yeah. of missing left socks.
1: I've watched it a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: JC, what's your fix for Ad Astra? All
0: right, so my first one is just a quick, like, kind of like logic fix. So, uh, Ruth Negga's character on on Mars. She's kind of the person in charge there. It it seems like. She um, seems like
1: the mayor of Mars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she so the mayor of Mars um, yeah. very easily gets into Brad Pitt's cell even though it seems like he's a pretty major prisoner <laughs> at that point. Like he knows- But
1: she's the mayor. He
0: he knows all of the top secret stuff (laughs) that's going on with Lima and all all about this pulse that is threatening all of humanity and (laughs) mayor of Mars just (laughs) pops in and is like, come with me. By the way, your father killed my parents. Mm
1: -hmm. What a reveal. Right. So
0: apparently this mother and father went on this Lima trip and just left there because how many years has-
1: they went missing sixteen years into the mission.
0: Right. And how old does Ruth Dega look?
1: Early thirties, mid thir- mid thirties? She's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old she is, like thirty five.
0: Like both parents are just are just dipping. They've got like a kid, you know, they got a daughter.
2: Maybe she was a pain in the ass and they just yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She did seem like a pain in the ass just busting into free just freeing prisoners.
1: Yeah, she was definitely a kid when they left on what was intended to be at least a 20-year mission. Like, if everything was going great, it was still going to take that long.
0: Right, and they're just like, peace out, daughter, The uh, someone who was born on Mars. Like, what? <laughs> so I don't think that that really should happen. I think that maybe the mother should go. Mm-hmm. So she breaks him out because the mother went on the Lima trip And has not come back. And she knows something's wrong with the Lehman trip, but she doesn't know what because that's top secret. And her father, who knew what happened and never told her, died because he was Mm grief-stricken. So she wants answers. So she's willing to free Brad Pitt and give him a shot at getting on the rocket with his promise that he's going to bring back info about what happened to her mother.
1: Oh, that's much better. Closure.
0: But also Brad's kind of using her because Brad already knows what happened to her mother.
2: I think uh, both of your first two fixes speak to what I think. Even though I like this movie quite a bit, um, what I think is the biggest problem with the movie, and that is all of the supporting uh, characters. Or they they just really they don't do anything. They're basically they just exist to get you know Brad Pitt from one point to the next point, and that's it.
0: Yeah, every moment kind of just exists to just simply get Brad Pitt. In front of his dad by himself, so you're kind of seeing the story is just going to kind of get rid of characters here and there and here and there, or just move Bre- Brad along by himself um, mm. through the the story.
1: Yeah, every person is like a breadcrumb, or like gives him something he needs. It's very much like watch this cutscene and learn what you need to do in the next mission. <laughs> okay, cool. Mm-hmm
0: yeah you're right just fixing some some of these supporting characters that just seemingly don't serve any purpose at all the way that it's done in the movie her sending him off knowing that he murdered her parents is a very weird thing to me so I just wanted to kind of fix that and give her a little bit more of motivation for freeing him I like it o- otherwise she is just another quick little means to an end mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and I wanted them to have a, a dirty Mars sex scene there it is <laughs> No, not really. Anyway.
1: You say not really. You don't mean that.
0: I do mean that.
1: No, you don't. He's with Liv. They're clearly estranged at the time.
0: So so you're into this Mars
1: scene then? I mean, I think if it's a different planet, it's not cheating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: <laughs> Lady Wan, what's your next fix? I have a question.
0: Uh, down the hall to the right.
1: Oh, thanks. Who brings a baboon to space? <laughs> morons
0: <laughs>
1: the norwegians the Nor- Burn. norwegians
0: <laughs> Why are those norwegians there's no baboons in norway what's happening there <laughs> is that way they're expe- like have they not do they just not know a lot about monkeys so that's why they chose I- to bring a baboon like aren't baboons like super aggressive with huge teeth
1: yeah it's a a crazy move. It's like
2: maybe they were out of
1: monkeys.
0: <laughs> we had already it's, experimented it's on all right the chimps. Right <laughs> They're like, what's the next monkey up? Apes? Now we killed all them too. What's next? Orangutans? Dead. What's next? Baboons? Aren't they dangerous? Yeah, but we killed all the rest. Go ahead.
1: It's such a terrible idea. You wouldn't bring a pit bull to space. No. <laughs> right like if you needed to bring a dog what kind of dog would you bring to space
0: like a golden doodle
2: (laughs) (laughs) golden doodles mostly are scientists
1: that sounds perfect
0: (laughs) actually that scene would have been so much better if a golden doodle just ripped his face (laughs) (laughs) like okay so what should they have
1: brought instead first of all the whole space monkey attack (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing that happens in this movie. That It felt like such so clearly a studio Breaks. note, something that was like, well, test audiences fell asleep at this point. So <laughs> we need space <laughs> yeah, monkeys.
0: Stop. Have a space monkey.
1: <laughs> Just like what? Space monkeys. I couldn't deal with that. At one point you see like a rat floating through and we know it's like a a bioengineering like lab or something that that has sent the the message out. Like there's a million things that could have gone wrong in a lab in space. Mm -hmm. Don't make these people so stupid that they brought a bunch of baboons because there's at least two. So they brought multiple baboons to space again for a movie that claims to be this is a quote the most realistic depiction of space travel that's been put in a movie.
0: Wow, that, that's
1: that's literally what they said. That's very How false. are you expecting me to believe this? I can't.
0: I, I just watched like a ten minute. Uh, I just watched a ten minute YouTube video where they're interviewing a NASA guy, <laughs> not a NASA guy, uh, like an astrophysicist from some university <laughs> who literally says nothing in this movie is real. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: The whole thing's ridiculous. Like, it took me so out of it to think that anybody would think it's a good idea to bring baboons to space. Like, why don't you bring chimpanzees? Like, people try to teach chimps things. Like, that's an experiment that I can understand. Like, okay, we're seeing how these animals would live in space. Like, we're doing tests on them. They're intelligent. We can teach them things. And then it's like a crazy twist that, like, the cute monkey is murdering astronauts. Subvert some expectations, man.
0: That's true. You could even fix the the whole capsule and have it like dead people that were trying to escape the Lima project or something. Like, just, baboon monkey, I think my friend in the movie theater tur- turned to me and he started cracking up.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. It would sense
2: for it to be a crazed animal. But yeah, baboon is just – Yeah. Is, there's there's not much funnier than a crazy baboon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: At that point, the movie just kind of went bananas. <laughs>
2: Da-
1: <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> David from Piecing It Together Podcast, what is your next fix?
2: So uh, my next fix, I, I had actually written down here, uh, speaking of the baboon, I had written down... <laughs> Either more baboons or less baboons. <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> what, I'm, what I mean by that is uh, clearly I like this movie more because I think partially because I went into it knowing that it was going to be, you know, this kind of introspective, heady movie that like is thinking about these big things in but within a space movie. And I think either just don't have any action or mm. fill it up with some more. Fill the thing up with some more action beats yep. that really work and are fun and make it a you know, a big blockbuster. One or the other, don't just throw one space pirate, you know, shootout mm-hmm. and yeah. one baboon scene, and that's basically all the action. It makes yeah. it feel like they half-assed the action, like mm-hmm. you guys said, the studio notes thing. Yeah, they, it, you're absolutely right. It feels like somebody said, "Hey, we got to squeeze some action into this thing, or else yeah. we're not going to release this hundred million dollar movie."
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually like the idea of more baboons and. <laughs> yes.
2: <yeah. laughs> or like I it just know. gets to another another abandoned spaceship and there just happens to be another baboon on and it. And they're like, what that... is
0: going on here? Or maybe what happens in space is the bamboo became like human intelligence. And then Brad Pitt finishes his adventure with the help of a sidekick baboon astronaut, a babastronaut. And...
1: <laughs> 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 babastronaut. No.
2: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> Stacy, what's your last fix for Ad Astra?
0: My last fix has to do with the fact that the ending was such a kind of downer, if you look at it one way. like I feel like most people don't want to think or admit that we're the only thing out there because it's very lonely. It's a very lonely feeling. And I think what James Gray is trying to say is, oh, stop worrying about what's out there and love mm-hmm. the person next to you which is fine but that's fine on an individual level but mm-hmm. on a social level or as a whole species it's a very lonely prospect and I think that's why even though it has that message of like take your girlfriend to Olive Garden sometimes <laughs> it has that soup
1: <laughs> salad and breadsticks
0: <laughs> treater.
1: what a great day
0: yeah so it's got that message of like you know like <laughs> uh, ap- appreciating life for what it is here but again like I said on a higher level that's still a downer bummer so I feel like you still leave the movie being like well that's a nice message but why do I feel bummed out and it's because it's not fun to think about that stuff I mean that stuff does touch upon some very real math and science there's something called the the, the Fermi paradox which essentially says that you know, if there are civilizations billions of years older than ours, and there's supposedly endless numbers of them, where are they? Because we certainly haven't found them, and they certainly have not reached out to us. And um, uh, there's another thing called the the Great Filter Theory. Most life gets to a certain point, and that's as far as they can get. I mean, we haven't found anything so far that I know of unless uh, it's somewhere under the Denver airport. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's very That's a very downer thing. So I was like, I got to sit through this whole movie and get to that kind of empty, lonely feeling at the end, which, you know, this movie did teeter somewhere between some downer indie daddy issues movie and Mm -hmm. a a big budget space action movie which is jarring at times and the ending had not didn't really have a lot of space action aspects to it other than the superhero blast through the (laughs) the rings (laughs) it was a bit of a downer so i was gonna just fix this this is just my opinion fermi paradox and the great filter stuff's kind of depressing to like look up at the sky and be like there isn't shit man I need to go to Denny's more. I don't know. So anyway, I
1: don't know. makes the stakes really high.
0: All right, so
1: for like our planet.
0: Right. Oh my god. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> stressing me out,
0: man. Exactly. Like you. Leave, well, that that kind of is the whole point. You leave kind of stressed out and bummed, right? So yeah. Instead, let's have him get to where his father is, mm-hmm. and when his father decides, like, I'm gonna get out of here, and like drifts off right Mm -hmm. and Brad Pitt is there with that thing pulsing right Brad Pitt is like resigned himself to stay there and die the nuke is going to go off I don't want him escaping back to earth and having uh, trips to Walt Disney World I want him like uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I want him to be like okay I'm going to go ahead and like blow this thing up he's out there out in space and I actually want once Tommy Lee Jones has now drifted away off I want an actual alien spaceship to show up right there. And that crazy pulse is what brought them. So I thought that would be, I mean, that might be cheesy. That might be stupid. But I would love a really great shot where he's like sitting there outside. The light of Neptune is on him. And then a shadow goes over him. And maybe he, like, looks up and he sees something and then the movie ends. You know what I mean? Like, something like that where, you know, his father's work was for something and Mm -hmm. there is something out there and I don't got to leave bummed and I don't need to get into it. I don't need a whole alien movie, but, like, maybe that that pulse brought them there somehow. I just wanted it to not be the we're alone ending.
1: Yeah, that was a bummer.
2: I do like bummer endings, so I'm cool with it. I do
1: sometimes, but...
0: (laughs) Not one that gives me existential dread. Like, that's not what <laughs> oh,
2: I love. I love that, I love I it. I love downers, but
0: <laughs> Jesus, man.
1: I like the scope of my depression to be manageable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think without further ado, we should consider Ad Astra, Screen Fix.
2: Screen Fix.
0: Okay, Lady Wan, do you have a final thought on this one?
1: In this movie, I found Brad Pitt's handsomeness distracting. (laughs) Um, Handsome
0: people can't go to space, huh?
1: No, the way, like, specifically, not just his face, because he can't help his face. His hair was so well-groomed in some scenes. CGI. And I just... I just couldn't understand somebody spending that much time on their hair who, like, won't even talk to their wife. I don't understand your motivation. Like, he's so detached from all human relationships, but he's still solidly spending, like, 20 minutes on his hair every day. I don't understand it.
0: Uh, David, do you have a final thought on Brad Astra?
2: Um, It's certainly not perfect. Uh, I think a lot of these fixes were uh, definitely appropriate, but... Uh, I did enjoy the movie, and like I said, great Brad Pitt performance and some really great ideas in there. Just uh, a little messy, but overall I liked it.
0: Cool. I guess my last thought is uh, this movie felt so Terrence Malick to me with the the internal monologue, and it seems like like James Gray was trying to form some working relationship with Brad Pitt during the – uh, this uh, this movie apparently they created an internal monologue for every scene uh, together and uh, uh, gray says that those are basically like a constant series of soliloquies some of which uh, actually became the voiceover in the the film okay why don't you send us on lady one
1: if you'd like to reach us here at the show you can send an email to screenfixpot at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at ScreenFixPod. Or on Facebook, just search for Screen Fix Podcast. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, Libsyn, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you are listening to the show and enjoying it, please rate, review, and subscribe. And just go ahead and like, tell a friend about it. Don't be embarrassed. Just tell them it's okay. And then ask them to listen too. Pretty, pretty please.
0: We also have a Patreon uh, where you can go on and donate to the show if you are feeling like it. And while you're there, donate to Piecing piecing It Together. And we also want to tell you, listen to Piecing It Together. There's episodes that yeah. we're on. Which episode are you on, Lady One? and Shaw. I'm on an episode about Ready or Not. And, yeah, there check those go. out. Check out all of his episodes. And we want to thank David from Piecing It Together Podcast. Where can they find you, David?
2: You can find Piecing It Together probably anywhere this podcast is um, and yeah. on piecingpod.com or at piecingpod on all the social medias.
0: Excellent. And we want to thank you again. We love having you. You are yes. the bestest.
1: Hall of Fame fixer.
0: Totally Hall of Fame fixer.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Thank
2: you, guys. That's always fun to be here. You're very welcome. <laughs> okay.
0: Leave everybody with your best chimp and space pun. All right, ready? <clears throat> he wanted to get to another ship because... The one he was on wasn't appealing. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I'm now I'm I'm hearing an my own parody song in my head. <laughs> Space monkey. <laughs> that monkey monkey. <laughs> that works. That's all I've got. All right, That's
0: David. All I do hear. you have one?
2: That baboon in the space suit with the, uh, the the hole cut out for his ass to show just mooned you. <laughs> eh.
0: You took the monkey and made a space punner. <laughs> yeah,
1: you
2: did.
0: You changed the rules the suit yourself and I like it. This has been other so discreet fix. Thank you so much for listening. Uh tune in next week when we will be fixing probably Joker? joker we lie all the time on here. All right, bye everybody. Bye. The one where uh, somebody fingers Ava Mendez? <laughs> Maybe I saw
2: it and I don't remember.
0: <laughs> we might not include that, uh, especially if that's a, especially if that's not true. Uh,
1: that's weird fan fiction, JC.
0: It's very. I remember. I just there's some movie like that.